you buy the MacBook Air. If you want more power, you buy the MacBook Pro. But now there's the MacBook there as well in the middle. You, uh. Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the Lazy Couch Podcast, where here to give you all you need to know about consumer tech, the internet, and all of the Apple announcements. My name is Jeff Kim, and we are Venom. My name is Kelvin Lee, and you know what's better than one Mac Mini? A lot of them. How many? Like thousands? Yeah, so, I don't know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, ruin the show or anything, but uh, I learned something new about the Mac Mini. What's that, Kelvin? That, uh... We can get into it. I'm not going to, uh, you know, spo- spoil spoil the show. No spoilers. This is spoiler free, man. Don't spoil the show. Um, don't ruin the show yes. and don't spoil the show. That's the number one rule of the Lazy Couch podcast. Yeah, so That's we're back, right. everyone. We're back. Uh, it's been uh, maybe a month? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been in New Zealand. Yes. Tell us all about hashtag van life. Hashtag van life was uh, smelly. Um, <laughs> there's no way to put those smelly socks after you go on a hike. You know what I mean? Um, it well, I mean, I don't want to you know, bore the audience too much, but you know, New Zealand. If you've if you've been there, you know it's beautiful. It's one amazing mountainous landscape with a lakeside view after another, um, and then throwing some beaches and uh, amazing bridges and. I don't know. It just goes on and on and on. Uh, so I did that for about 12 days and then I got sick of it and ended up in Christchurch for a couple of days, which is also great. <laughs> and apparently home to the world's most expensive petrol. Oh my God. Yeah. $2. I think on average it was like $2.50, $2.60 oh uh, per liter. And the New Zealand dollar is like, I think, what is it? Like $1.07 or something like, like that. So, to do, to oh, okay. so that hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it actually made me not drive all the way to Milford Sound because um, mm. I had been there before, like 17 years ago. Um, yeah. Shame my age a little bit. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I've been there. I think I might save that for another trip. Um, I mean, two weeks to drive around South South Island is actually, you know, that's not enough time. So I probably did. I, I would say I've done about a third of South Island, like properly. Any um, any tech tips for those who want to live in a van or use a van to travel? Okay, well, if you're going to do that, if you're especially going from Australia or even the US, I suppose you can actually um, uh, you, you can pre-pay for a SIM card, which is what I did. I think uh, it was two degree, two degree mobile. Um, that worked out pretty good. I mean, a lot of the you know the parks um, they don't have coverage, especially on the west coast. But um, you know, if you stick to the the major roads, you'll be fine. Um, not that you, I, I mean, I didn't intend to use so much data, but I think because I didn't really have a plan on which way I was going to go, I sort of got a lot of tips from Instagram and and the socials. Um, so that worked. Um, but also, you you definitely need to get the app called Camper Mate. Mm. Um, it just tells you, yeah, all, all your you know camping campgrounds. Um, I mean, if you do have a proper camp, uh, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, you know, a camper van with a, with a shower and toilet and everything, it tells you where you can actually unload all your garbage. Waste. <laughs> Waste. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, apart from that, it tells you all the sites. So I think I, I got a lot of tips from that as well. So that I think that's a must have actually. Great. Yeah. Um, mm. So from New Zealand to Brooklyn uh, this week we well this week this episode we cover the latest Apple announcements all the way in Brooklyn New York mm-hmm. so yeah. any clips to kick us off 
Oh, of course. This, this is almost copyright stuff from our podcast, but we got to, we got to show the intro from Tim Cook as he was introduced to the crowd. Thank you. Good morning. It is so great to be in New York. Yeah, so that was after like a really nice video of, you know, like celebrities and, you know, just regular people in New York and Brooklyn just using all the Apple products. I mean, like, I don't mm-hmm. know, they, they do a pretty good job of that. Um, and uh, I mean, I think he must have had a few more coffees than usual, Tim Cook. He was very excitable. Um, and I like... Um, Leo Laporte's theory that all of the New York-based uh, Apple staff were, were in the audience mostly because, you know, New Yorkers are pretty pretty loud, you know. Um, yeah, so that was the energy as, as the keynote started. So do we know why New York and not Cupertino? Is, is that is that always been the way, like for iPads and things like that? I, I don't... Th- well, I can't remember the last time it was in New York, um, if ever, actually. I think it was just to sort of have that sense of, yeah, New York being the creative hub of the world almost. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, all the invitations had the different styles of the Apple logo, you know, really artsy Mm. um, animations and things like that. So I think it was just to give off that vibe, you know, back to the whole creative side of Apple, which um, I think the previous couple of years, they've really hasn't, they haven't really pushed too much of late. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so all New York, all Brooklyn. Uh, it was actually at the the uh, ooh, I had it written down here, the Brooklyn Academy of Music, which is which looked like a pretty nice venue. And I think um, after the whole thing, they they got all the the journalists to go across the road. Um, so I think that's probably something new for the journalists to do. <laughs> Crossing the road, content- yeah, without to be ushered into the a separate building. Um, okay, well, where do we want to start, Kelvin? Uh, there's three ooh, big things. Oh, how do we? How do we? How do we? Ooh, how do we uh, sequence this? Um, well, we could do it by the order of how they were announced. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, so I think we'll start with the Mac because that's that's what they did. Um, that's right. Yeah, um, and what have I got here? I just got a couple of notes. Tim Cook saying that uh, apparently seventy six percent of the customers in China are new to the Mac. Really. So that's um, yeah, that just goes to show, yeah, the the, the power of China, right? Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. Mm. I think I wonder why. Well, I think it's the whole. The, I mean, the the affluence of China, maybe. Um, but also, there's not a lot happening in the PC front to really take that, you know, on board. I mean, we've we've spoken about this in terms of what you would be getting and everything. And the real only other laptop everyone's considering is the Surface. So, in China, you mean, or just all over? I think all over. Hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. I think the emerging middle class of China, it's probably like a, a bit bit of a, you know, signal to say that you've got a bit of money if you have a Mac, you know, at university mm, or something Especially like the gold one. <laughs> the gold. Ooh, yeah, I'll definitely talk about that in, in a second too. Um, but anyway, I think um, it would, this keynote was slightly different in that they had different speakers, Kelvin. They didn't have the mm. usual Phil Schiller or the or guy with the eyebrows. Um, so, for, <laughs> so for the MacBook Air, which was the first one, uh, Laura Grove, she's the VP of Hardware Engineering. Um, I think it's the very first time she presented. Um, she did a pretty good job, I thought. Um, did you uh, watch any of her part? 
A, a little bit. I've as as always. I've only seen the supercuts and, and read the notes, but no, I didn't watch the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's just go through some of the features here. Um, or have you got a clip, intro clip? Um, no, no. I've got okay. I've got some got some uh, buying tips instead. Ew. Okay. All right. So MacBook Air. It's uh it's it's been a while. It's been I think 2014 was the last update. Yeah. Um, I have the 2010 MacBook Air, which is kind of just sitting around. Um, the battery is completely dead, and I don't have any. I don't have a uh, what do you call it the um, the MagSafe chargers anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to use that in the studio. Oh yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It probably still works. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got the. I've got the mid 2012 model. I'm mm. using it right now. Mm. It's holding up great. I'm really, I'm really surprised by that. And it's not on fire. No. Well, let's not about that. Don't jinx it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know how many fans you you bought since uh, the last time you talk about that. Uh, but just um, another ten. So MacBook Air, you know, I think generally everyone loves the Air, right? It's it's the it's sort of the gateway drug to the apple ecosystem uh you know at least for computing um or you know notebooks and and pcs it certainly was for me i hadn't used the mac before my macbook air in 2010 um no more bezels well i mean there's there's a slight bezel but um considerably uh smaller than the old sort of silver bezel that we had mm-hmm. um retain the 13.3 display but now it's a uh, liquid retina Yes, so it's gone all the way up to 2560 by 1440, which is 1440p. So that is 2K, which is which is good. I think enough for a MacBook Air. Um, you wouldn't need 4K unless you're in production anyway. Yeah, and it's um, the same LCD screen as the one that's on the iPhone XR, I believe. That's what they're calling the liquid yes. retina display. Yes, and yeah, like um, I think the, the the biggest thing about the Air was that. Yeah, there was no retina display up until now, and I think um, that's been holding everyone back. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, forty-eight percent more color, blah blah blah. FaceTime HD camera. That's that's all kind of usual, but uh, there's a Touch ID in this one, but no Touch Bar. Yeah, um, I, I kind of like the idea of having a Touch ID. Uh, when you think about us typing in our password practically every time we lock our screen or, you know, leave our desk and do the same thing, it, it makes sense. Yes. Um, I've never I've never tried that feature where you can actually unlock your Mac with your phone or your, your phone's Touch ID or, I don't know, Face ID, I guess, now. Is that, is ah, that still a thing? Yeah. yeah I've, never, I've never had a Mac, you know, new enough to do that. So, yeah. No, same here. I think yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I just checked the, you know, the model of my laptop. I'm still on high Sierra. Mm-hmm. So it's not letting me upgrade to Mojave. So I'm guessing that is the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the operating system you need. Yeah. But the other interesting thing about the fingerprint ID is it runs on a separate security chip on the new Mac T2, surprisingly enough, from, you know, Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Oh, I need that. Yeah. I need that clip. I know, I know. You got to, you got to put it in somehow. Um, okay. So yeah. So if anyone is concerned about someone, you know, stealing their laptops and somehow cracking the uh, fingerprint ID, it's going to be very hard because it is hardware encoded. Um, it sits on the laptop. It stalls everything on your laptop, so it doesn't, you know, have to call iCloud or, or call, you know, mm-hmm. the cloud servers or anything. So it's very secure. Yep, and it also has a. It, it means it's got um, Hey Siri support as well. And, mm. I, and there I go. I just uh, yeah, yeah, there's my iPad. Sorry, 
sign off. And probably everyone else's iPads. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For anyone who's not on headphones. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the keyboard. This 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 can be quite controversial. Mm. Um, this is they're calling it the third generation butterfly keyboard. Now, the yeah. second generation keyboard of the same type wasn't so popular. Yes. So I looked into this. It was plagued with issues. Um, so much mm. so that if you walk into the Apple store right now and, uh, you know, told them that uh, some of the keys weren't functioning, uh, they would replace it. Um, that's that's mm. how much Apple wants to sort of, you know, fix the problem. Um, but apparently the problem was because these are what we call, was it called scissor, scissor, butterfly, butterfly scissor type uh, mm-hmm. keys. Um, yeah. If the dirt, if dirt got in between the membrane and the key, it just wouldn't work. That's right, yeah. Um, and I think that got some sort of uh, membrane now to... I think it, this was announced in the previous keynote. What was that for? MacBook Pros or MacBooks? I can't remember. I can't keep up mm. anymore. Um, so, yeah, I imagine it's got the same sort of mechanism there to yeah, keep all the crumbs out of, you know, nerds eating by their desks. <laughs> Which is eating what I do. Twinkies. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, um, yep. So, you we want to do a quick run-through of the hardware? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's running a Intel Core i5, I believe the eighth generation. That's right. Um, here's where it gets a bit confusing. It only starts at 1.6 gigahertz, but obviously with turbo boost all the way to 3.6 gigahertz when it's mm-hmm. under a lot of stress. Yeah. Uh, comes in two basic configurations uh, in terms of storage. You get the 128 or the 256, but you get to configure it all the way up to 1.5. And we'll Ooh. talk about why this, this is happening. Mm. Um, unfortunately, RAM is stuck. Uh, oh, no, actually, it's configurable. Um, it starts off with 8 gig, configurable mm-hmm. to 16 gig. Yep. Um, and they're saying here, battery life. Now, this is where it gets a bit exciting. Um, 12 hours of wireless web, 13 hours of iTunes playback, and 30 days of standby time. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. They, they may, uh, I may have a clip on why that might be um, in terms of the battery life. Would you like to hear it? Damn right I do. <laughs> so this is Jomo, our friend Jomo. Apparently, there's a report on Mac rumors that the new MacBook Air is only using a 5-watt chip and people are freaking the f- out. All I'm going to say is please, can we just get these devices in hand, use them, test them before we freak out. Now, one advantage of that 5-watt chip is going to be lower power consumption, lower heat, better battery life, and that's something Apple actually bragged about with this MacBook Air. Honestly, I think someone who's picking up a MacBook Air wants great battery life. They don't want it running hot and burning the crap out of their thighs. Yep, so I'm not an expert on the wattage of these chips and uh, sort of the impacts <laughs> of that. What, what, what would be you a... You aren't? What the hell? <laughs> what's considered, like, do you need 10 watts? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, apparently so the internet were freaking out about that. Five, well, a five-watt chip, only five watts, what? Yeah, yeah. So um, do you have any more clips about the MacBook Air before we go into where the MacBook Air sits in between the MacBook, the MacBook Pro, and the Air? I have a couple more, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's keep, uh, yeah, let's keep talking before, before we get into that. But okay. the other thing as well is the processor is a dual core instead of the quad core you get in the MacBook Pro. So yeah. This, if you're buying the MacBook Air, let's just hope you're not a producer or a video. Um, mm. You know, you want to use this for video processing. I hope. Yeah, I, I do have a related clip to that, but I might uh, wait till the end for that. Um, the other thing, I guess, the form factor as well. I mean, um, it is seventeen uh, percent less volume than the previous MacBook Air and ten percent thinner. 
which makes it 2.75 pounds. And I have no idea what that is in kilograms, but that, that sounds pretty light, pretty light for a laptop or a notebook. It's uh, 1.27 kilograms. I'm here for you, man. Ah, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, it's it's below. Yes, it's it's smaller, not larger. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. Now, uh, they did make a big deal out of this, and, uh, and you got to applaud Apple for, I think they're about the only company in the world that, that are able to do something like this. But now, um, oh, also, actually, this was news to me. Did you know that Apple has a metallurgy team? Well, <laughs> they, create their own, they create their own metals and alloys. So um, here's Laura Grove who presented about the MacBook Air on that. Use aluminum because it has incredible strength, durability, and its sheer beauty. Now to achieve that, we've had to rely on mining high purity ore. That is until today. Apple's metallurgy team has designed an aluminum alloy that uses excess aluminum from the production process, delivering the same great characteristics we expect in all of our products. And this is a huge breakthrough. So we're really proud to say today that every new MacBook Air is made from 100% recycled aluminum. Whoa, aluminum. Everywhere. Vibranium, sorry, aluminum. Um Yes, 100% recycled. I mean, is, that seems impossible or unbelievable, but, you know. It's, I, I, I want to, so the, the, she said something that was quite interesting. Access aluminum? Like, if I'm, I don't know, building something and some of my aluminum falls into the floor, they pick it up and call it recycled? That isn't but, really recycled, right? Uh, yeah, yes, but I think the actual body of it is made from that alloy. So, hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, semantics, but, um, I imagine like it's like, you know, actual old MacBook Air recycled material plus, you know, the, the cans that you just sort of throw away. Um, it's mm. sort of like a combination of all those materials and, uh, they don't have to <laughs> mine anything, which is actually another, uh, they're actually going to save billions doing that too. Yeah, I was thinking about it. She said aluminum was beautiful. I've always stared at my can of uh, tuna and just looked at it for hours and then saying how beautiful it looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's that's another thing. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I guess it contributes to the, the lighter weight, perhaps, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, metallurgy team. I mean, <laughs> what other company would, would have like metal experts coming up with new brand new material? I don't know. Um, now the naming do you have anything about the mm. naming? Because uh, is this really a MacBook Air? Ooh, why? What have you heard? Uh, I've got Jomo again, jo- Jonathan Morrison. Um, his uh, his theory. Beyond the controversy, though, you're getting two full-fledged Thunderbolt three ports, not USB-C like on the 12-inch MacBook. So essentially. This MacBook Air is kind of like a MacBook Pro Junior. For real though, I know it sounds silly, but Apple went with the MacBook Air name because people want a MacBook Air. Yeah, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? See, yeah, this is where I'm so confused. Um, uh, And and I've got a few clips to sort of, you know, put put more light into this. Why would they put Thunderbolt and not USB-C if if they don't expect, you know, MacBook Air users to, you know, not need video um, tools or bigger screens or, you know, daisy chain their screens and things like that, which only the pros use. Mm. So uh, proposition isn't clear anymore, is it? I mean, if you were an average Joe, a USB-C port would be so much more useful. Or they could save money. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... Here's the thing, because the way I thought of the lineup, because now there's three MacBooks, right? 
three types of MacBooks. There's the that's right MacBook Pro. There's the MacBook MacBook, just MacBook, mm. your regular MacBook, but also the MacBook Air. Now I thought it was in that order, in my head, just just from the naming. But it's the MacBook, the the old regular MacBook, which is the latest thing that came out a couple of week a uh, couple of years ago, is the the lowest end. Yeah, and and MacBook Air is sort of in the middle between the Pro and that. I, I yeah. didn't think so of it that this- way at all. Yeah, so I think I've got a good clip here by Digital Trends, who's just going to quickly walk through the three MacBooks and how they're different. Okay. So right now, there are three different MacBooks that you should be considering if you're looking at spending the least amount of money. And the first is the MacBook Air, the new one that costs $1,200. Then you've also got the $1,300 12-inch MacBook. And then lastly, you also have the $1,300 MacBook Pro without touch bar. These are three different MacBooks that all cost within $100 of each other. And you are expected to go to an Apple store and just pick out from the shelf one of these models that's right for you. Yeah, confusion for everyone. Good luck, people. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. we're here for you. Um, mm. So those those were in, obviously, US prices. Should we talk about the yes. Aussie prices? So yes. the 1200 kind of translates into 1849 Australian. Um, and I would imagine that's similar for the other MacBooks that he just mentioned. Um, yeah. Yeah. So here's what, I'm, here's, here, here's what I'm going to do. I am on mm. the website right now. Mm-hmm. I am going to spec this baby up Ooh, to see how far I can go. Okay. So gold, how much storage? Gold, of course. Just, just guess. How much? So it goes up to 1.5 terabyte of storage. Mm. How much more do you think you would pay for an additional one and a half terabyte of storage? Just, just guess. Everything else is the same. Every, I believe. Just, just, I believe. I, I've got the price right here. It's ridiculous. I think it's almost the double. Right I think it's almost double. That's right. A thousand five hundred bucks. Let's let's throw that in. I'm feeling a bit generous. Okay, here we go. Uh, what else can I put in it? Uh, okay, I'm gonna up it to sixteen gigs of RAM. Obviously. Uh-huh. Um, that's so. That's the two choices you have. Um, yeah. so it puts me at the final price of $4,000 for a MacBook Air Yes, with a lot of I'd, storage. I mean, even if you have unlimited resources, that, that just, <laughs> yeah, why, why would you get 1.5 terabytes? That so, is just so ludicrous. I think, um, yeah. Because it's got Thunderbolt and, and just, just, you know, to what Jomo said, this is for mm-hmm. the video producer in all of us, I think. Mm. Video producer or about audio? Mm, yeah, audio as well. Yeah, I see where you're going there. Tough choice for you, Mr. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kim. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we do have to talk about another category before we probably get there. But um, okay, so the, this is the MacBook Air. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I'm pretty sure like the audience would be similar to me because I thought the MacBook Air line would be the one that was on the left of the scale, mm. not the middle. So um, I think to close up this section, I've got one final clip on how to choose between the three MacBooks, also by Digital Trends. Um, so let's see what they recommend. All three MacBooks have basically the same screen resolution with that retina display, very similar trackpad and keyboard, and even very similar port selection. Again, how are you supposed to make that decision when all those things are very similar? Really, the only differences that are somewhat substantial are in performance, battery life and in the size of the chassis. For the best battery life, you're probably going to go with the new MacBook Air. 
But if you want the best performance, you should probably go for the 13-inch MacBook Pro because it has that quad-core processor. But if you want the best chassis, I would go with the 12-inch MacBook because it is the thinnest and the lightest. Any help? What do you think? I, th I think uh, the MacBook is out of the question. Um, that's right. I mean, what the hell is the chass? What the hell does the chassis got to do anything? That's that's the thing that confused me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it is if it is lighter, I didn't even realize it was lighter than the MacBook Air. There you go. Um, but yeah, I think the Pro is coming into play again because of the quad core mm. thing. But again, I, um, yeah, I want the latest and greatest, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think the MacBook Air, the fact that it has the third generation keyboard, it's got the Touch ID and it's got the dual Thunderbolt uh, ports. Uh, mm. it's, it, it's fairly clear. Unless you want the bigger 15-inch MacBook Pro, then you fall into a whole different class of buyer. I would definitely encourage you to buy the Air over the MacBook. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think this might be Pro. timely to play this clip, actually. So did you know uh, when Steve Jobs, RIP, he uh, announced the iMac, so this is, I guess, way before, you know, even the iPod or the iPhones, um, he had a grid, he had a product grid. <laughs> and um, um, this is Rene Ritchie, actually, on his podcast called Vector, just found out about it. Um, and he's, Me he's, too, actually. Oh, did you? Okay, so he's, he's going to ask a question. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just going to play the question, not the answer, because I thought the question was interesting. Here we go. Going back to that original product grid from Steve Jobs, the one that broke everything down into portable and desktop, consumer and professional. With the 12-inch MacBook, new MacBook Air, and updated MacBook Pro on the market, just how does Apple see the MacBook lineup today? And how should customers, all of us, figure out which one to get? Yeah, so that was that's like a two by two grid. So <laughs> based on based on portability and desktop, uh, but also the other uh, scale being um, pro or consumer. Now it's like I don't know, four. It's like four by four, or like even four by five, or something like that. Very confusing. Yeah, I, I'm totally confused. Why did they just wouldn't phase out the MacBook? Uh, I, actually, well, they didn't really talk about it, did they? No, yeah. uh, it's still there. You can still buy it. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so I just if you if you phase that out, then it's clear, right? For a hundred bucks or fifty dollars less, um, you buy the MacBook Air. If you want more power, you buy the MacBook Pro. But now there's the MacBook there as well in the middle. You, uh. <laughs> <laughs> is uh. the right right uh, reaction? Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. the MacBook Air. I think we're, we've done that to death. Yeah, we're going to come back to it. I think. Um, yeah, we have to because of the damn iPads. <laughs> <laughs> the damn iPads, okay. Well, okay, what about the Mini? Okay, the Mini was kind of squished in there. Um, I mean, people were excited. Mm. I think we should talk about the Mini now. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, so this time, this was uh, the Senior Director of Mac Product Marketing, Tom Boga. Tom Boga? Tom Boga. Let's go with Tom Boga. Um Again, hasn't been on any keynotes before. It's new for him, but he, it was pretty cool. He was actually on the on the podcast. Um, he was the guy that Renee was ask, asking that question to. Um, and more on him a bit later. But uh, did did you happen to see the um, the intro video to the mini? No, I didn't. Yeah, so they made it look like uh, it was some sort of spaceship landing somewhere. <laughs> 
And then, oh, like, God. <laughs> if, you, if you watch uh, Leo Laporte's reaction, he's like, oh, my God, it's round. Because, like, the, the lights looked like it was kind of round. And then it was, no, it was just a space gray <laughs> slab yep. of mini. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have too much experience with the mini, if at all. Um, I know it's a thing that kind of looks like an Apple TV, but obviously a lot more powerful than that. Um, mm. Yeah. What, what, what do you want to no, say? No, about no, that? I think before, before looking into this episode, I thought exactly the same thing. It's just like, you know, this portable, not portable, but the small-ish, you know, footprint computer you can stick at the back of any monitor. Uh, it's the cheapest way to get into the Mac uh, environment right now. But I've learned so much more about it. Mm. Um, do you... I, I, do you have any clips to sort of uh, take us through the intro? I, I don't actually. Not, not the mini. Yeah. Yeah. So um, back to Rene Ritchie. I've got a good overview um, by Rene Ritchie. Um, I'll let him sort of talk through it. It's, it's quite a long clip, but I think it's worth giving everyone a quick overview in terms of what the Mac Mini is and what it can do. Space gray. <laughs> that means pro, right? The new Mac Mini otherwise looks the same from the outside. It's even the same size casing, so you can literally pull a previous generation model out and push a new one in. That may not matter much to you if you just put it on or under your desk, but if it's in your stacks or by the hundreds or thousands in your server racks, that means a lot. Mac Mini hasn't been updated in so long that any spec bump would have gone a long way. With Intel's Coffee Lake, it goes pretty much all the way. You can get quad or six core Intel i5 or i7 processors, which are night and day ahead of what was available previously. There's a new thermal system to keep it all cool inside that tiny enclosure, including new vents and a new power supply. It's also got Apple's T2 security chip for secure boot, real-time encryption, secure enclave, and new consolidated controller architecture. Like with MacBook Air, it makes Intel better than Intel alone, and in a way no other PC maker can currently match. Once upon a time, the Mac Mini was a switcher machine. You put it on your desk, added a display, a keyboard, and a mouse, and you were good to go. But now switchers mostly want notebooks, and the Mac Mini, well, pros want those. And a lot. Add a Mac Mini or a half dozen to your MacBook Pro and offload compressor work. Sit at a beach with your MacBook Air, hit a button, and build and deploy on your Mac Mini. Or, you know, just fill your server room with them. They're not the new Mac Pro. They're not meant to be. They're meant to be everywhere around it. The glue. Yeah, so the glue that holds it all together. Sorry for cutting that clip a bit short. But I didn't know that about the Mac Mini. I didn't know that people use Mac Minis as server units or compression units or you know just to do all the heavy lifting while you sit on a beach sipping your pina colada on your ipad mm, i i think um yeah there, there was certainly a segment there that did that i know even the uh the twit network they were, they were very keen on getting their hands on these i think they ordered six on the spot um that day so wow. um yeah um he didn't mention the the ports the connectivity so it comes mm. with four Thunderbolt 3 um, ports, uh, 10 gig Ethernet, HDMI, and two USB-As. The good old USB-As. Good old USB-As. I think that's for mostly for mouse and keyboard. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, I think people are excited. Um, we're probably not the, the, the target market, but, um, yeah, once, uh, I don't know, maybe when we start up a business or something like that, maybe. Yeah, because looking at the price right now, um, there's two units you can buy on the store. Uh, the first one is a i3 um, unit you can buy for about 1249 um, And there is the six-core 
um, i5 you can buy for a little bit more, which is definitely one you should go for uh, mm -hmm. because it also doubles the SSD to 256. So yeah, for below, you know, if you add a keyboard, mouse, screen, you can get onto the Mac environment, um, you know, for less than two and a half K. Yeah. So that second one is uh, 1700 Aussie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, that's probably all we can sort of add to that conversation. But um, the next thing was today at Apple retail. Mm. Not very interesting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we will just skip over it. The only thing I wanted to quickly mention was that um, there's a new set of uh, what they're calling uh, sessions, I think. Um, mm. And you've got things like, so these are almost like, um, you, you know, when you scroll through Instagram or even Facebook, you see the, uh, those ads come up for, um, you know, there's Steph Curry, there's, a, I don't know, some photographer, masterclass, that's it, masterclass classes. I don't know mm. if you've seen any of that. Have you been on social media lately? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just me. Um, anyway, so that, that type of thing where like a very, um, you know, someone of high standing, would, um, like I think uh, the example they had was like uh, Florence and the Machine um, mm. showing you how to produce music using your iPad and things like that. Um, I mean, that that I think uh, adds value because these are all free as well. You just have to book a, book the session. But um, they're in all markets all around the world. So I think that's um, a pretty, pretty good addition to that, that whole town mm. hall thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, what, what else? Um that they've engaged like 3,000 professionals apparently to come up with these sort of content. So I'll be checking out some of them. Like that, I didn't find anything too interesting just, just yet, but I didn't really spend too much time going through the whole list. So I reckon I'm going to find So where something. do you find it? Do you, do you just check out the website? Uh, for example, I'm on there now. Mm -hmm. Just trying to see where do you find all these classes? I'm guessing it's under the Apple Oh, events. Here you go. Yeah. Now let's see what happens if I do that. It's still talking about the special events. View all. Ah, this is just too complicated. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine it's you know similar to like remember years ago we went to a talk by the guy who shot everything on an iPhone. Um, yes. 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 Um, you know it won't be like you know actual. I, I mean there there will be some places like New York where the actual professional is at the store giving giving the talk but um you know most i think it'll be video content where you can follow i'm sure you'll have you know the staff going around helping you i think each staff has like some sort of you know creative director as well um hired so yeah like again something only apple does um it all adds to their vision at the end of the day mm. I, I, you know so um yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, who wants to get more out of the iPads and, and things like that, I think this, this will be good. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the Sydney ones right now. I had to Google it. Um, <laughs> for example, there's one um, they called uh, Crafting Your Shot, um, co-created by Chase yeah. Jarvis. Oh, yeah. I, I like used that. to follow him on uh, Google+. Plus. Also, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's only one event um, this week. Um, actually, I might go check it out. It's on the 6th. When is that? Oh, Tuesday. Oh. Oh. Huh. Instead of the Melbourne Cup, anyway. maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm. What, what, should I learn more about how to edit photos or what horses die? Um, tough choice. Ooh, booyah. Okay. Mm. All right, iPad Pro. All right, this is the main yes, event, I feel. let's do it. The main event, would you agree? Mm, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think it's sort of created the the most amount of excitement. Um, 
Now, I do have an intro. Okay, here we go. Guess who it is? It's Tim Cook. But what you might not know is we've sold more iPads in the last year than the entire notebook lineup of all of the biggest notebook manufacturers. Yeah, stats, stats. This makes iPad not only the most popular tablet, but the most popular computer in the world. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I just wanted to add that kicker there because... um. I don't know. Tim's got to lay off. Tim's Tim's got to lay off the caffeine or something. Like twice he would go. Oh, it was more than twice. I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> watched the whole thing. Um, In that clip alone. Yeah, but the the kicker was that yes, are they trying to push that line of the iPad being a computer? Is that uh, what they're trying to do? Well, I think I think this is probably a good time to talk about something. I'm going to make a prediction here. I think. Mm-hmm. The reason why they left the MacBook there, the reason why they're talking about the iPod being a computer, I think this year's lineup is about experimenting in terms of what the public wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in the next two or three years, they can continue on with the MacBook lineup or let the iPad Pro take over the MacBook and the MacBook Airs and leave the MacBook Pros for the pros and let the iPads take over everything else. Mm, okay. Yes. Um, because you're saying the overlap between MacBook or MacBook Air users would be quite similar to iPad users. Yeah, I think this yes. is this is going to be a start, right? I mean, you you saw the keynote. I only saw glimpses of what you could do in Photoshop and things like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gap is closing. Yeah, certainly. Um, well, let, let's just go through the difference between the old iPad Pro and the new one. So, mm. uh, yeah, different chassis or the or the form factor um everything's flat again except for the camera bump yeah the funny the funny thing i saw is someone said now it can stand well yeah like the old 5s's right yeah that's right um uh mm, i've got a marquez brownlee clip here but i I just mentioned the camera bump so i won't play that um yeah so it's so thin now that um i mean he goes on to say it's so thin that it there, there is a camera bump, but then he also goes on to say, well, why do you need a camera on an iPad anymore? But uh, Which is an interesting comment. Um, I don't know. Uh, like, you, you know what? Yeah. I, I actually don't mind the camera. I mean, um, I've been sharing this uh, Google Keep, for example. Now you can take a photo of you know, uh, some handwriting and it does mm. some magical OCR and um, reads the text of anything you write. So little things like that. Yeah, and I suppose you can't really do augmented reality without a camera. So, okay, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, now, in terms of the size, uh, you got the 11-inch screen, which was the old one. Sorry, that's a, that's a new one, isn't it? 11 inches is a new size. The old one was 10.5, um, mm. but the form factor is exactly the same. So bigger screen, um, but the same same size physically uh and the bigger 12.9 is actually smaller but retains the same display size mm. that makes sense yes and um yes oh the guy i have to talk about the the uh the guy who presented this one his name is john turnus now his title is vp of mac and ipad hardware engineering so there seems to be a lot of vps of that category but i know it's like yeah. it's like it's like the vp convention yeah, um, he, he's pretty cool though. I think I'm, I'm, I've seen him elsewhere as well, but um, he he knows his stuff. Uh, he did make a comment about how the new 
uh, screen iPad is very similar or, or almost exactly the same as uh, a four piece of paper. Hmm. Yeah. This is very Apple, right? Um, what else? You've got the rounded corners on the display as well, which um, Dave yep. 2D didn't like because mm. the, the radius um, was not consistent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Um, yeah. The other thing is uh, there's no more home button. No, 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 no. Yeah, it did. Mm. Uh, yep, so you've got that face ID. Um, it's at the top of the screen, but you can hold it sideways and still open the device with your face. Which is uh, which was rumored as well. Um, it's got the A12x Bionic chip, same as the iPhone XS. Mm. Um, and that's you know, it's, this is a precursor to Apple. You know, perhaps you know, one day going all um, proprietary chips rather than going with Intel. Um, this is a, interesting, isn't it? I think yeah. Yeah, this is a seven nanometer, ten billion transistors of computing power. Um, it has an eight-core CPU as well as a seven-core GPU, and a separate mm. neural engine with five trillion ops per second. It's, it's almost like I'm reading off a slide deck, and if that if it's a- and a <laughs> flux capacitor, um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's there's a lot in this new iPad Pro. The storage is also super interesting. It goes all the way up to you guessed it, one terabyte, not one point five. No, but you know that's a lot <laughs> of storage for a tablet. Yeah, um, and then of course they go with the sixty-four to two fifty-six, where one twenty-eight is usually the the perfect size for an iPad. But um, again, that's another Apple thing. Um, USB-C, USB-C. Yeah. Yes, that's the big big surprise. Mm. Yeah, um, and thankfully they explained why. Uh, you can now hook it up to storage devices, um, screens. Uh, I saw a quick demo about how you could do that. That was mm. quite cool. So this is where, you know, we bring back the question. The iPad Pro is finally sort of, you know, really living up to the Pro moniker um, and competing with the MacBooks. Mm, Yeah, more on that in a second. Um, uh, So by putting the USB-C port in, they've taken the Lightning port out, Um, which, yeah, that's a surprising part, I guess. Um, So along with the headphone jack, they're killing, slowly killing the lightning jack, perhaps. Um, I mean, USB-C is is good because a lot of other devices that are not Apple, um, but also MacBooks use USB-C to charge. You can also charge Mm. out, so you can like charge your iPhone through that USB-C port as well. Mm. I I think that's great. Mm. What about the pencil, Kelvin? Oh, the pencil. It's got corners now. It's got corners? Yeah, it, it can now... Uh, it's got a flat corner where you can... Uh, sorry, not a, I don't think you call it a corner. It's got a flat side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that you can now stick to the side of your iPad Pro and let it charge, thank God, without it sticking out of the iPad. Yeah, so I still have to put up with that with my old iPad Pro. Um, it's very reminiscent of one other... Uh, device from another company. Um, yeah, I, I imagine it's Qi charging. I don't think they were too clear on that, but it must be using Qi charging. Mm. Uh, what else? It's got eSIM for if you want to get a Wi-Fi Plus um, cell type. Um, mm. And that's all I have in my notes. 
Yeah, that's a good mention about the eSIM because obviously the MacBook Air doesn't have a eSIM or a SIM card mm. uh, tray. So if you're the sort of person who needs connectivity 24-7 and you don't have access to dependable Wi-Fi and you don't need um, a whole bunch of desktop apps, it kind of makes that choice a bit clearer, I guess. Yeah. And apparently eSIM is very popular in China. Um. Mm. Now, some of the demos, so there was a NBA 2K demo, which was quite amazing. Yes. Um, apparently more powerful than the uh, Xbox One S. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a quick clip on that uh, from a u- new YouTube channel I, saw, I found called Soldier Knows Best. Okay. Uh, so check it out. Put off NBA 2K running on this iPad Pro. Now, this is not the mobile version that's out right now, which looks okay, but this is a version that is going to be bringing console-like quality to the iPad. And Apple even went as far as to say that this new iPad Pro is going to be more powerful than the Xbox One S, which is a pretty big statement to make. But Apple has put the new A12X processor inside of this, so it's going to be bringing some really solid performance. But as you can see from NBA 2K running on this thing, it looks fantastic. I mean, these zoom into the face um, you can see the sweat dripping down and also you look at the crowd all the people in the crowd are individually animated so all these things are going to really point this device to not only being great for productivity and media consumption but also to for portable gaming now and not just those games that you can play on the go while you're waiting in line or something like that but i'll talk about console like games yeah console gaming in your hand watch out nintendo switch with your virtual keypad <laughs> on the screen <laughs> that's right yeah, that's, that's but I think that's why you need one terabyte. Mm. If 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 people are serious about gaming on this thing, I mean, if each game takes up, I don't know, uh, 50, 60 gigs, then yeah, you're gonna need one terabyte. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking now. Like, I wonder if there's a if they can um, come up with some gesture or new thing where you can play NBA 2K with the pencil. I don't see how that could work actually, but oh yeah, but like oh, just those awful you know touch virtual keypads for the you know iPad sort of gaming. That they're usually mm. awful. Yeah. Um, the other demo was Photoshop. Yes. And uh, that was very, very impressive. Um, you know, they kept on calling it the real Photoshop on a touch device. And uh, we we know f- very well how Adobe is pushing the whole touch way of interacting with your Adobe products these days. Um, yeah, and it looks like they've kind of figured that out. Mm, good old touch UI. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, you and I, because uh, where we work, we, uh, we, we use a lot of Adobe products. And every time I go to a demo, they're always trying to publish or create something on an iPad. Uh, but it always seems clunky. Uh, so I think this is a first step into touch everything, I guess. Mm, and I think the, the, the new pencil, second gen pencil kind of adds to that because they've um, created a new thing where if you double tap with your index finger, then you can sort of, mm. it has an API to, you know, do whatever you would like for the app. Um, for the Photoshop example, you could zoom in and zoom out just by tapping. Um, I think in the notes app, you can, oh, it sort of switches from a, like a pencil to like a eraser mode. Um, so yeah, that, that, that would be handy. Um, and then to top it off, they use um, Project Arrow, which is a, a project, internal project by Adobe for augmented reality. And they turned what they sort of, you know, worked on with the Photoshop file, which had like, I think they said something like 2000 layers into a 3D augmented reality thing, demo thing. 
um, which I can't really describe mm-hmm. on a podcast, but it was very, very impressive, Kelvin. Mm. So, um, are you getting the iPad Pro? <sighs> I, I, I think, okay, I think I'll have a better idea next week. Um, or is it the coming week? Uh, Friday, everything will be in the shops. So I get to actually, you know, touch them and play around with it a little bit. There's, there's no way I can decide right now without doing that. Mm, no, no, I, I, I definitely agree. It's, mm. it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough one. Um, I, I, I still think, you know, for for most people, you still need a, a keyboard, uh, a proper file um, drive system that you, you and I were talking about the other day, mm-hmm. uh, a proper keyboard. Um, I mean, this obviously comes with the Folio keyboard, but it costs three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So, by the time you add this all up, you can get a really good PC or MacBook, which might do the same job though. And it's just cooler mm, to have an iPad. Yeah. I don't know. So that's that's those are the issues. So um, if you want to talk about prices, then you know, the eleven inch starts from twelve twenty nine Australian. And the 12.9 inch is 15.29. Why 29? When did they start doing 29? I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, if you get the pencil, which is another 199, and the keyboard, like you said, is 300, that is, you know, it's going to be over three, uh, 2,000. Um, and obviously, you won't get the 64 gig because that's not enough, I find, for an mm, iPad. <laughs> um, so, that's probably another 150 on top of that. <sighs> and voila, you yeah. have a new mortgage. Well, well the um, interesting thing is um, the, the 12.9 inch, I think now is kind of usable because before with the form factor, which was massive, it was like too big in your hands, mm. right? Uh, but with the smaller form factor, despite the fact that it's the same size display, um, that, that could be interesting as well. But, and I need to see if I can use that 12.9 inch yep. one. Yeah. So I do have one final clip. Um, I found found this uh, YouTuber um, called Mobile Reviews. Eh, uh, I think he's Canadian. Uh, explaining the eh, um, he basically talks about how this iPad Pro is finally for pro pros. So um, let's have a listen. And it dawned on me that nothing in Apple's iPad Pro keynote has been aimed at the normal consumer. The new iPad Pro is meant for people who actually create hard on their iPad, the 1% of the iPad users who will actually benefit from having a terabyte of storage space because they're shooting video, mixing drinks, 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 mixing tracks, or drawing butterflies. And I never thought about this in terms of the iPad, but Apple is finally taking the Pro moniker of the iPad Pro seriously. The things that I do the most on my iPad is watching Netflix and reading uh, news via websites or books. Even look at the top free apps in the App Store, most of them are consumption apps. And that's not like the new iPad Pro got smaller, it's bigger and has sharp corners, so when you're lying on your back watching cat videos on YouTube, it's going to hurt even more when you drop it in your face. Again, all these things kind of point towards the 1% of people who are going to use it as an actual creative. For the average schmuck like me, it's just going to be another device that I'm going to keep around for five years before thinking I need to upgrade it. So I guess here's my question for you, Jeff. Do you agree with him? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, and on theme of the Brooklyn-type event. But um, for me, like my use case, and it's going to be around the podcast. Like I actually want to use this new thing, whatever it is, to be able to record and edit on the thing. And whether, well, I think I think it's a question more of whether iOS can allow that or do I need an actual Mac OS for that's, file that's management? Really I think- yeah. Yeah, I think I think we have a lot of hope for apps like Anchor um, that allows you to record and you know publish your podcast on the go. But the way we set up 
here where you actually can hear the clips um, as well as the microphone is not easy. Um, it took us a very, very long time to get it right. Um, hence why we can't even do it on our PCs, which we spent money building on. Um, so it might take a while. Uh, or, you know, we can uh, write that app ourselves somehow. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, yeah, so <laughs> if anything, I mean, like, yes, I iPad is cool. I definitely want it, but I also have another iPad Pro from two years ago, and I definitely don't need that. Um, so I am, I think I am leaning towards one of the MacBooks. Um, mm. But... Yeah, now now like the MacBook Air, uh, the what is it the um, the one that you mentioned is that the base model uh, versus the the MacBook Air, uh, sorry the MacBook Pro, without the Touch ID or Touch Bar, um, they're, they're very very similar, so I can't decide. Well, I, I don't think you need the quad core for audio processing. Um, I mean, do you find yourself? spending a long time waiting for the audio to get exported um, hmm. on your current iMac? Because so your current iMac is not bad. Yeah, 2012 iMac, it's not bad. But like even when I was preparing for the show and making some clips, I did find it like slowing down a lot. Like even, even you know, playing hmm. YouTube videos because I got Audacity open. Um, I've got a bunch of things, other things open. Um but that you know that is from six years ago now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to make a call. I mean, I I, I am uh, attracted to the you know the smaller body, um, and I've always liked the MacBook Air. So yeah. Um, but I want an iPad Pro as well. I know. I know. You have five grand lying around, don't you? Sure. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah um anything else we should cover um before we close up um i've been saving this one this clip mm. like this episode and it is actually mm. tom berger the guy who talked about the uh the mac mini um and the question from renee was uh what he thinks about the future of the mac is and um yeah, the answer is going to be a very marketing fluff, but um, I think that there is a bit of a hint in his in the way he says this. So here we go. We are tremendously, tremendously optimistic about the future of the Mac. I mean, we just see the Mac having uh, an incredible future as far as the eye can see. We're investing more in the Mac than we ever have had invested in the Mac it is incredibly important to Apple. And, uh, you know, we just see tremendous opportunity for the Mac, tremendous places we can take it. And uh, I'm more excited about the future in the, of the Mac than I've ever been. I.A. the Mac is doomed. Yeah, he had to say <laughs> tremendous four times. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe anything he just said. No, no, there's, there's no, he's like lying his, through his teeth sure and he's a senior director uh, of the mac uh lineup uh marketing you know is. what you know what it sounds mm. like it sounds like he he knows his job is doomed yeah yeah uh, he, he said that, he's been that, there for 30 years as well <laughs> um, that's the thing like uh future lineup tremendous 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 hope for the mac lineup uh-huh like like who are you kidding like 
if if two average Joes like you and me can tell that there is no conviction in what he just said, there's no way the analysts, you know, anyone who's smarter than us, anyone who's investing in buying hundreds of Mac Minis for their server stack, is going to believe that. Mm, actually, the market is actually uh, on our side <laughs> because uh, they lost six percent on Friday. <laughs> um, Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I, th- I think in the next two, three years, it's going to be very clear. They're just going to slowly, slowly kill off the Mac. Um, yeah, but maybe the MacBook Pro stays. Yeah, I don't know. Is yeah, that, that, that I, was that was I, our theory. Yeah, so the Pros definitely stay. And then you get the iPads replacing mm-hmm. the entry-level stuff. And then you get the Mac Pros continuing to, you know, to, to, to help um, the video producers, the movie makers, the CGI guys. Um, but when you listen back to older episodes where we talk about the new NVIDIA RTXs and things like that, I think PCs will slowly chew into that market as well. Mm, true. Interesting times indeed. So, um, yeah, so uh, that's, I mean, just, just on the market, because uh, <laughs> they did have the um, Q3 earnings report come out and uh, it wasn't very uh, well received. Um, I think uh, a lot of people will probably buy the stock um, next week but yeah um, they're doing <laughs> stuff like they're not going to announce um, the number of units being sold anymore because they, th- oh. they don't yeah they announced that um, and also um, yeah the what would they call it they, they had a uh, I learned a new term but which I totally forgot so apologies for that but yeah the um, I think the, the sales of the individual iPhone units um, they're going to just basically flatline for the next couple of years is that's what they're expecting but because that's why they're raising the prices of these devices so and that, it yeah. makes a lot of sense because even someone like yourself who has the iPhone 10 I mean you're mm-hmm. perfectly happy with it right you're not going to upgrade to the S like you usually do oh well am I I don't know if I'm oh, totally oh, happy oh. with it because I just read about how they're going to throttle the um, the battery performance um, oh, Ew. sorry. The, yeah, even on this one. Um, now, I did want to talk a little bit about that actually, because um, if you go into your settings, and this happens if you if if you're on eleven point three and later, um, you get. I'm taken, doing that right now. By oh, the way. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So go to the settings, and I think there should be a battery, or under general, there's a battery. Um, uh, battery, battery, battery. Keep going. Yes, I battery, found it. Battery health, and if you tap that. You get yes. a you get a graph. Do you get do you see uh, the battery level graph? I see no, I see maximum capacity. My maximum capacity is eighty nine percent. Ooh, mine's at eighty eight percent. So when it goes below eighty percent, it is gonna say that it's not at maximum capacity. Sorry, it's not gonna be at peak performance capability and it will throttle. Mm. But I do have a once once that does happen, oh what does yours say? Does it say peak performance capability? So so it says your battery is currently supporting normal peak performance. Yeah. So after after it goes eighty percent, usually um, mm. down down below eighty percent, it'll like it'll say something like your battery is currently. Oh, hang on, that's not it. <laughs> uh, this iPhone has experienced an unexpected shutdown. Ooh, that's that's the error message for the unexpected shutdown. But um, there'll be some message saying that yeah, it's not running at peak performance, um, and we're gonna throw your performance to save battery and and that sort of thing um but you can optionally disable that which they didn't do before um hmm. yeah disappointing i didn't know that that's really good i think for anyone who's 
you know, buying any sort of iPhones off the secondhand market, make sure you、mm. check this because I'm quite sure you're going to be dumping yours into the secondhand market when,、uh, mm. when it drops below 80, right? But even like, you know, that, that is pretty cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah. And in that battery health、um, page,、um, there is a learn more link. And this, that, that's where I found all of this out.、Um, yeah. I, I didn't know any of this before. Like, and if it does go below 80% capacity, then、uh, before your one year warranty runs out, then you can actually get and get it replaced. That's、uh, the whole page tells you how to do that.、Um, yeah. So 80% is the, seems to be the, the, the magic mark there. Yikes. <laughs> But again, only Apple does this. I don't know. This is like, can you, can you think of any other company that does this? <laughs> no. <laughs>、um, well,、uh, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think, what, what, what other choice do you have? If, I mean, if you, want, if you want an iOS device, this, this is the kind of things you have to put up with.、Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. I think we should probably wrap it up.、Uh, it's been、oh, getting tired,、yeah. Kelvin. Yeah. Yeah. I know. About, huh? So, did you know you could buy more than one、uh, Mac Mini、uh, and stick it into a server room and make it interesting? Well, we didn't. We hope you enjoyed the episode. At,、uh, we're now at 112. If you want to check out the other 111 episodes, check out the website at thelazycouch.com or hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by searching for us. And we hope you、uh, enjoyed the show. If you did, let us know on iTunes or anywhere else you can leave、uh, some feedback on. My name is Kelvin Lee and Kelvin out. And Jeff out. Ah, so depressing. It's pretty,、uh, yeah, I only found out today actually, this battery thing. That, yeah, I don't know, like,、mm-hmm. because obviously I want to upgrade from the iPhone 7 I have now,、uh, but I have no idea what to get. No idea. Oh, I thought you were getting the 10R. Ah,、uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I want to get the Pixel 3, but. There's so much bad rep. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much happening like,、uh, on、yeah. there. And I, I don't think I can do Android apps again. Have you, seen, have you seen one yet? The XS? No, I haven't. XS3.、Uh, no, no.、Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll go check it out on Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've been like, recommending Pixel 3 to everyone, basically. <laughs> but, if, but if we can't ourselves. You know, get one. <laughs> Can't、I'm, find the will to do it. I'm very tempted to get one of those weird, like, high end Chinese Android、uh, phones for, for under 500 bucks to see、uh, how bad. What's the latest one? OnePlus? No, 6T? No, what's like, the 6T? no, the, the, the OnePlus 6T. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah.、Um, but also, like, you know, the Poco F1 or whatever it is.、Um, yeah. But things like that. I don't know. I, I'm That's、lost. just cheap, though.、Uh, It's just cheap. You don't need a cheap phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't. I just,、yeah. But I just want to try something without burning myself.、Yeah. Like, you know, spending iPhone money on a Pixel 3 and regretting it. So.、Mm. Uh, you don't, you don't want to fail fast and <laughs> move on. <laughs> no.、Okay. Um, yeah, but the other thing as well, like, I keep dropping my iPhone 7 and it's fine. So I worry about the 10S、uh, and the glass. Uh, I've,、um, hmm, I dropped it today, like on the kitchen floor.、Um, Ouch. But yeah, it was fine. I think, I think the glass、Ooh. actually is a bit stronger than usual. Like better、mm. than, like, say, the 4 and the 4S.、Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing with the 10R is that it's got bigger bezels. Oh, are you thinking of the 10R? 
I'm not thinking it. No, 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 I'm not thinking yeah. of it. No. Yeah. Yeah. But would you would you consider it if you had to replace your 10? Or would you just go for 10s? Say if I like dropped it and it totally broke, I think I'll go yeah. Pixel 3. That, that'll be like really? this year's phone and then get the, uh, the one next year. Back to the yeah. to the double eyes or 11 or whatever they want to call it. Uh, um, X XI, it'll be the XI, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll be the yeah, it'll be the XI actually. Chi, it'll be the cool, Chi, right? the iPhone Chi. Chi, oh, it would definitely sell in China for sure. It's even named after the premier of China. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I won't. I definitely won't get the 10R because the whole 1080 screen. I mean, the 720 screen really.